As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. I can change, and you can change. Everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of your next favorite movie podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by... Chad. (laughs) Josh couldn't be here today, as per usual. As per usual. Um, But today we're joined by a very special guest, and we'll let him introduce himself. So how about you tell us who you are, sir? <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, my name's Logan. I, uh, I have a podcast as well. Uh, two of them, actually. And um, I live in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area. Nice, nice. Uh, what kind of a podcast do you run, sir? So the one that I do solo is about movies. And um, I've been doing it for several years now. Um, ever since it's gone through quite a few rebrands, uh, cause I kind of just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And, uh, I never did much planning behind it, which I regret now because of inconsistencies and rebrands and stuff. But you know, you, you, you get to where you are because of the, the things that you go through, but, um, and that's called Logan's lowdown. Um, but it's gone through several, <laughs> several different names and, and identities but um, that's what it's called now might be changed in a few months who, who knows you know you never know it's an ongoing process um and that's just all things movies and tv and uh, maybe some video game stuff here and there but mostly movies and tv um and then my other one's called guys on tap and it's where just me and two friends meet every week uh and we have a drink and we just talk and it's we talk about absolutely anything uh Oh, wow. Okay. Sports, movies, TV, video games, uh, current events, funny headlines. Like, just, it's meant to just be like imagining going to like a bar with your best friends uh, and just like whatever discussions break out. Right. It's pretty much shooting the breeze. <laughs> Essentially. That, I'm pretty sure that was one of the names we had in mind, was just oh. like shooting the breeze with the boys or something like that. But guys on tap is what we settled on. No, that's that's clever though. I like that yeah. one. So I think you guys came up with a better name. <laughs> and do these uh, these podcasts they come out every week or what? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So um, guys on tap releases every Thursday, and Logan's Lowdown is every Monday. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So you must be busy then doing two podcasts <laughs> every week. Busy, Keep- busy enough uh, to. Uh, so that it's not it, it's not like work it's just it's still fun you know but also i'm at right at the po- point where like if i did another podcast weekly my wife would kill me so two is the sweet spot um she uh, she already is annoyed that i do too um but hey that's okay you know what we all have hobbies that we uh that's right you know, we definitely need our yeah. creative outlets that's for sure yeah. for and sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, so I guess we'll say what brings us here today, and yeah, that's so, Logan's favorite movie yes. that we'll be talking about today. And uh, Logan, what movie is that? That is, I'm, I'm so glad you asked, man. It's uh, The Lion King, the the original uh, Disney animated 
Lion King. Not the remake, not the sequels, the original Lion King. You're all connected in the great circle of life. Walt Disney Pictures presents its all-new 30-second full-length animated motion picture, The Lion King. He was born to rule. This will all be mine? Everything the light touches. Wow. But a shadow lies over the kingdom. I will be king. Run away and never return. If you ever come back, we'll kill you! Hey, kid, what's eating you? I don't want to talk about it. He looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, no, no. I mean, he's depressed. Anything we can do? Not unless you can change the past. He grew up hoping to leave his old life behind. I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. You're the king. King? Have you got your lions crossed? You know my father? Correction. I know your father. He died. A long time ago. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> He's alive. And I'll show him to you. Father? You are my son. And the one true king. You see, he lives in you. You must take your place in the circle of life. Simba! It's a legendary tale filled with excitement. <laughs> plus dozens of wonderful new characters. Why do I always have to save your... Ah! And featuring original music and songs by Grammy winner Elton John and Academy Award winner Tim Rice. Walt Disney Pictures presents an entertainment event you'll never forget. Awesome, yeah. So, yeah, so we're talking about ninety-four. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say ninety-four. I think ninety-four made on a budget of uh, um, uh, 40, 48 million, I think forty-five million dollars. I'm surprised. And it grossed yeah. almost a billion dollars in the box office. So it was a huge movie, and I certainly remember it when I was a kid. I just remember the the hype Same. and the the atmosphere uh, around its release, and yep. just how incredibly popular it it was, you know, among kids, and how you know toys branding and music don't forget the music music. the music was a huge (laughs) part of it yeah the music uh was probably the biggest component uh of the success of the film um so uh so logan sir when did you first see this movie the lion king i think is the the reason it's a my favorite movie um then again my top three favorite movies get switched around whatever mood i'm in um, oh, I feel but like same. <laughs> past, past few weeks, I've really been airing on The Lion King um, just because I've watched a lot of Disney movies lately and I thought, man, these are good, but nothing beats The Lion King. Um, yeah. But I, I think I remember it being, I, to my memory, the first movie I watched. I mean, my parents have told me that they took me to the theater to see Scream when I was six months old. Oh, uh, which, you know, I have a rant and uh, about babies in movie theaters. Uh, 
And then after I got done with my that rant, my parents were like, "Well, funny you should say that. We brought you to scream." But you know what? It wasn't your choice. You were six months old. That's right. Against your will. That's right. I was against my will. I did not want to see a horror movie when I was six months old. But yeah, The Lion King uh, is the first movie I remember seeing, and um, and I, I know a lot of people love The Lion King, so it's an easy. It's an easy Disney movie to say, like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Because everyone loves The Lion King. I've never met someone that's just like, yeah, Lion King, it's kind of mid. Like, no one thinks that. <laughs> right, true. No one thinks that. The Lion King is fantastic. If, if a movie can make me laugh and cry and uh, sing and dance all in one, and uh, I can watch the movie. I watch Lion King probably two or three times a year, every year. And and each time I'm like, this movie's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one of those, I guess, those movies that sort of, you know, was a part of that important de- developmental phase, and so it just sort of just sticks with you. You know, you kind of associate mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, the memories and the, you know, the changes and you know the sort of impacts that I guess right. the story had on you. Well, and then that, and then there's just sometimes there's, when we like a certain movie and we say it's our favorite movie, it hits the sweet spot. There's something, like he said, that it hits you on every level in terms of emotions, and it takes you on a journey, and then you're happy that you went through that journey, and you're just like, man, that was just fantastic, and it just, I don't know, it makes you feel like Grinch when his heart is growing kind of deals. Yeah. That's what it feels like, and I certainly relate to that, so... Yeah, and um, just for some people out there who may not have seen it, <laughs> uh, just like a, a quick rundown of what this movie, what this movie's about. Yeah, so um, without spoiling it, uh, <laughs> the Lion King is the the journey from Simba from a young cub to becoming the Lion King. That's probably the most basic premise you can give to it. And, and through his, the movie follows his entire life up until he, when he becomes king. I guess that might be a spoiler. It's in the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, this movie's been out for 30 years. Yeah. And m- probably even the people who say they don't like movies could probably say they've seen the Lion King. I feel like everybody's seen the Lion King. Yeah, um so yeah, it's just Simba's journey from being a cub to when he becomes an adult and takes his rightful place at Pride Rock as the king of the Pride Lands. And we see him as a, a, briefly as like a, a, a young cub, and then we see him as a little bit of a teenager phase, and then we see him as a young adult phase, and just meeting the friends along the way that help him get to that point where he can reclaim his rightful place. Uh, as the king of the Pride Lands. That's right. And of course, with this movie, I mean, at some point, we got to talk about too, of course, is the memorable performances that's in here because this movie features just quite an an A-list ensemble cast of incredible voices, uh, people that we recognize and who who we consider even legends today. But... uh, Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin because like there's just so many. Because well, I, mean, I mean, like yeah, James Earl Jones, for yeah. instance, you know, Star Wars, of course, right? Of course, yeah. um, you know Matthew Broderick. Yes, you know, I don't know if yes. I would consider him a legend, but he's certainly no, very but well he's known. been in everything you've seen. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know what's 
crazy is I, up until probably five years ago, had no idea it was Matthew Broderick as, as <laughs> Sima. And I went to, I think I just was watching it and I was looking at it on Letterboxd or something probably and saw that Matthew Broderick and I was like, no freaking way. You're telling me that Ferris Bueller voices Simba. <laughs> like, and then I went and I told my wife, she's like, did you realize that Ferris, and she had no idea either. And it, it's just, it's, it, it's like you said, it's, it's got a stacked cast, man. Looking back, obviously when you're a kid, you don't care about cast. You just care right. about the movie, sure, but, yeah. but like Whoopi Goldberg too, Jeremy Irons as Scar is legendary. Yeah, uh, it's know. James Earl Jones. It, it's yeah. it's a perfect cast, you know. Like yes, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Oh my um, God! Yeah, you know, and then mm-hmm. of course, the one of the biggest child stars back in the day, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Thomas Taylor. Yes, a very yeah. young Simba. And Rowan Atkinson as Zazu. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I was like, yo, do you know Mr. Bean voiced Zazu? <laughs> and that's probably the craziest part because I mean, like when I was a kid, like I really only ever remember Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Mr. Bean, Bean, of course. You know, right. I mean, you know didn't really speak in those shows at all so it's funny uh it's like he has a voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah stellar cast you know and, and you know the main story is you know oh my god basically sorry you just gave me a of... picture there because I'm, I'm just sitting there being like the casting agent for sitting there going like you're asking rowan atkinson to play but he's mr bean he doesn't have a voice <laughs> what is he saying <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's what probably going to he's like? probably going to grunt, you know. Yeah, yeah he's just going to make weird noises <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Do we put a turkey on his head at some point? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, like the main story of this is is basically based off of Shakespeare's yeah. Hamlet. Oh yeah. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, it's I mean, a coming it's, of it's, age tale. It's a coming, too, so, coming I mean, of age tale. It kind of puts in a lot from, of things in there. From a lot yeah. of things, yeah. That I think really makes it super successful and of course you know you had a uh, uh, you know we mentioned the soundtrack and everything yeah um, elton john elton right john, yeah. <laughs> you know elton john you know i think he didn't he produce the soundtrack i think so i mean maybe, you know, do you know logan he, def- <laughs> he definitely had a hand in it i mean he i love the soundtrack man yeah circle yeah. of life and everything. Uh, oh, man, it's amazing it's it's so fantastic going back to the the hamlet comment you made what's fun even funnier for me is when i was in when i was a senior in high school we read hamlet and i up until that point also had no idea that lion king was like loosely based off of hamlet's that story and i was reading the main part of Ham, hamlet when like you know, the, your class, you know, everyone has their parts and they're all taking turns reading. (laughs) There was a moment where I was like mid line and I like looked up and I was like, is this the Lion King? (laughs) And my teacher just started laughing. Uh, and she was like, she was like, you didn't know that. And I was like, no, I had no idea. Like, uh, I already read it. I don't need to read this. Well, yeah, I was like, yeah. just okay. give me the test right now. I'll pass. <laughs> There's just some movies when you see as a kid and then it, you love it. Right. But then it's like growing up, rewatching the movie. Then you find out some other details about mm-hmm. the movie and you become to uh, appreciate it more. So I'm sure yeah. when he found out like, Hey, this is Hamlet. He was like, Holy crap. That's a new detail there for me that I'm, loving the yeah. lion king even more <laughs> right and it made me respect 
And it almost, not, not that I wasn't interested in Hamlet, but it almost made me more drawn in because I was like, now, I, now I'm curious on how, I don't want to say accurate because of course it's a totally different scenario than the actual Hamlet story, but how faithful it is based on the, what's, what's the word? The, uh, the source material. Right. So yeah, very great. And the soundtrack, Elton John, even all the original songs that they do. Um, what's funny to, to prepare for this podcast Friday night, I was like, we should watch the Lion King. And then she was like, do you need to watch the Lion King to prepare? And I was like, no, I've seen the movie 300 times. But instead what I did this morning was listen to all of the songs. Like I, I can't wait to be King and can you feel the love tonight? And whatever the song is called for when Scar is going, his monologue, um, be prepared. Uh, and I was like, man, this, the the music is just top tier. A one. Yeah. And I think what's crazy is that, um, you know, I think I remember reading that, um, at this, you know, like the Lion King and Pocahontas was kind of, they were in production sort of at the same time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the animators that uh, worked on the Lion King did not think like a lot of the animators that got stuck working on the Lion King were a lot of the newer animators. Oh, okay. And a lot of the senior animators were put on Pocahontas because everybody sort of thought that Pocahontas was going to be the big box office thing. Right. The Lion King just completely smashed it, smashed everything. Um, so I think that was pretty interesting that you know a lot of the the younger they just weren't uh, sure of themselves creatives but, were yeah. responsible for for the movie and everything so yeah okay so i, I actually just found something on imdb about the soundtrack it says music by elton john produced the, i can't believe we didn't mention this produced by hans zimmer did the oh Lion King. my gosh okay oh, wow. i boy that i didn't know <laughs> even that i did not know that's interesting add that to the list of Hans Zimmer masterpieces that we've gotten for real. Oh I see God. anytime there's, there's two movies that I will always go back to see in the theaters when they get re-released digit, you know, digitally remastered for their 60th anniversary, you know, whatever. <laughs> I will always go back to the theaters to see this movie and uh, Jurassic park, which is the oh, one that I, I wanted yeah. to originally do, but you guys have already done one of those. Yeah, um, it's it's almost at that point where a lot of those popular ones are already taken, taken. Yeah, yeah, so it's crazy. But I was gonna say, like with um, the Lion King here, do you are you also a physical collector as well in terms of like the movies and stuff? Or and... I do, I, I I do, yeah. Okay, so this is me with like Sleeping Beauty is my favorite Disney movie. Okay, so for me, I have pretty much just about all the all the, blue, the blu-ray editions of yeah sleeping beauty do you feel like you've also done the same thing for the lion king or yeah i've been criticized on that <sighs> like because of course we all had the dvd and i think we even had the vhs when i was growing up um i wish i still had that I, I, my parents probably got rid of all those vhs's years and years and years ago i wish i could go back and get it because that'd be amazing um <laughs> But yeah, DVD and then Blu-ray and then like 4K UHD and then like when they remaster it again. I just feel like I've got to have the best version of it. Right. Because it seems like they, like there was a point in time where it was like, oh, well, these new special edition uh, thing or like new, um, oh my God, 
like new stuff will be added to it basically new feature yeah or, or new like feature that. yeah new, yeah, yeah. And so i'm like oh wait i need to get that too because i want to make sure i have the complete thing of this movie you know <laughs> whatever even all the behind the scenes stuff i want to have all the complete stuff to it um and like i know recently they started finally i think releasing 4k editions of the classic stuff so like cinderella it became like a uh, disney movie mm. offer online mm. offer thing and it's finally coming on 4k but do you like uh, is that another one that you keep up as well as like in terms of oh now i gotta get the 4k and that's oh yeah or something yeah <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely i love both of those movies i mean anytime anywhere i don't care if it's like Hey, we're re-releasing in theaters with an extra three and a half minutes of footage never before seen. I'm like, bro, I am there. I am there. I am there. Oh my God. Now, I got to ask you too, with The Lion King, do you feel like there's one scene in that movie that maybe hits you the most or that you're just like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing this and it just gives an impact to you? Oh boy. That's (laughs) tough, man. I, I... And I'll be I'll be lenient, so you can name like maybe a few or a couple, you know. But I'm just really to, just you know really going back to what I was saying a minute ago about just this like the songs, like like I love I just can't wait to be king. I think it's so yeah. fun when when they're doing the colors and the animals are creating like that platform for him <laughs> and Nala, and they're swinging Zazu around and like both that. <laughs> it's so funny when you watch a movie as a kid and you don't realize like how smart the movie actually is like that whole sequence the I just can't wait to be king was just a diversion to get Zazu to ignore them so that they could go explore the elephant graveyard. Yeah. Like it was because as they're singing and dancing and having a great time, the animals in the background are like trying to, lock down Zazu so he can't monitor them anymore. And as a kid though, you're just like, oh, they're singing and dancing. It's fun. Yay. But like as an adult, you're like, man, like they use the musical number also to their advantage to progress the story forward as well. It wasn't just a musical where they just broke out in song and then continued. It was yeah. like they used the musical as the story progression. Which and that's what I feel like as a kid, like I'm not realizing that either that the music is also it's just more to the dialogue. It's more to the story mm-hmm. of what's being told, but you're just sitting there thinking like, Oh, that's a great musical number. They're having fun and dancing like he's saying, but yeah, it's, you know, you come to appreciate more musicals that way when you finally connect the dots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I just, I've, I've been going on this journey this year of watching a ton of movies that I've never seen before. And, and, and me being the movie guy, I've been criticized by all of my friends and family for years about not seeing all of these iconic movies. Like this weekend, for example, I just watched Rocky for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, because well. <laughs> I really want to see Creed. Um, but but I haven't seen Rocky and I was telling my friend who's a diehard Creed and Rocky fan. And I was like, couldn't I just see Creed without Rocky? And he was like, well, yeah, but it helps to have the backstory. Right. Yeah. So I watched Mary Poppins for the first time last weekend. Oh, man. And, um, 
and that just felt like the same way, like as a Lion King, like they didn't just sing and dance for the sake of singing and dance. Like they progressed the story forward or she was teaching the children a lesson with each song. Like it, it was, it it was just more than mindless singing and dancing. It actually had a purpose and it wasn't forced. And I hate it when movies force things upon you. Whereas like with the Lion King and other movies, most Disney movies nail this. It's just natural. It just fits the plot. It's a seamless transition for all. Of exactly. <laughs> that exactly. is too cool. Oh man, I'm wondering. So, what movies do you have coming up that you're about to see for the first time? Then, well, I, Friday night I watched Rocky, and then immediately watched Rocky two. Um, so, if I have time tonight, I want to do three and four, um, but I don't know if I'll have time because I do want to see Creed. Um, and so then I'll have to watch Creed one and two <laughs> before seeing three. So I've, I've got some, I've got some time. It'll be in theaters for like two months. Oh yeah. Um, well, it's done well enough that I think it's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking good for it. I'm trying to think. I just watched the mummy for the first time, man. I missed a lot of movies growing up that for some reason, I guess I was just sheltered as a kid. Now, I, I don't, I don't know. Frazier mummy or the universe. Yes. Brendan okay. Frazier mummy. Okay. Brendan Frazier. Not not Tom Cruise, mummy. No, 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 no. Although I am, I I will watch the rest of the Brendan Fraser mummies, and then go back and I will watch the Tom Cruise mummy because I just want to see. <laughs> you got to watch some bad ones to make the good ones seem even better. That's true too. And then if you haven't seen the Universal monster ones, the the, the, cla- the nineteen thirty <laughs> Boris Karloff ones, it's yeah, good too. It's fun. I, I had no idea there was one before Brendan Fraser. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. So Universal monsters, that's a classic the thing 1930s. there from the nineteen thirties, forties, and fifties. Yeah. And so okay, a bunch of Frankenstein movies, Dracula movies. Uh, there's mummy movies. There's mm-hmm. Wolfman movies, and of course there's the creature. I'm telling you, all those well, movies are great, so, yeah. but for some reason, like Universal just has not been able to recapture. <laughs> yeah, something the, about the those magic movies of those is so older movies. It's so different, yeah. Yeah, but the Brendan Fraser movies are are fun. You know, they're just yeah. they are stupid fun. Like I just I I enjoy. I them like a the lot. first one a lot, I, but you know, honestly, I have not seen. Was it the third one? The t- the Emperor Dragon oh, that, Emperor. Was, yeah, was that the third or fourth one? I think it was the third. Oh, one. you're right. Is it yeah. four movies? I think there's four movies okay. in the franchise. I kept thinking there was three, yeah, but you're but right. But the dragon, the Tomb of the Dragon, the Emperor, of the dragon yeah. Emperor, yeah. I also just, I watched, I've, I've been on a streak. I've I watched a few M. Night Shyamalan movies I'd never seen because I saw Cabin in the Woods, or not Cabin in the Woods, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. I still need to see that Oh, I want to see that one, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was quite good. Um, but I watched Signs for the first time, which was brilliant. Nice. Um airplane i had never seen enjoyed that quite a bit yes um so i'm I'm just on a streak man i i I don't even know what's next honestly i just kind of like pop into the letterboxd and go to my watch list and just kind of scroll and then tap and then whichever one i land on is next i just i don't know i just so you must have a lot of people telling you you got to see this you got to see this you got to see this oh yeah People all the time are like, add this to the list, add this to the list. Or when are you going to watch this? I'm just like, it's on the list. Give me a break. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, that's where it must be really interesting with your podcast as well. When you watch some of these movies for the first time, and maybe if you talk about it, like, I bet people will look forward to those reactions of, oh, man, I can't wait to hear what he's going to say about 
seeing this because I don't know what it is when I introduce a movie to somebody that they have never seen and I'm excited about it. I get yeah. excited about wanting to see their reactions. Yeah. I, right, I, I, exactly. I keep really an eye on them too a little bit like, aha, aha, see you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my friends will say that I am I am a modern movie apologist. Like I I I guess just I, I like modern movies more than old movies. Like, for example, this this is going to be an extremely hot take, and I'm ready for you to flame me if you disagree. I'm absolutely ready for it. But I was wildly unimpressed with Rocky, the first one. I thought it was a, a sn- absolute snooze fest. Like, But Rocky II, however, I liked a lot. Um, I just found, like, the character of Rocky to be, like, Maybe this was what they were going for, but just like stupid and like unintelligent <laughs> or un- inconsiderate and like, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I just was bored is, is all. I was just yeah. wildly bored. I thought I was, then again, I hadn't seen any trailers for Rocky. So I've, I've just heard of, yeah. you know, the, the reputation that the film has. So I was like, when's the boxing? There, there's no fighting in this movie. Yeah. There's that opening scene where he's fighting the guy. Uh, in the in the you know the makeshift ring, and then there's the end fight. Of course, the training scenes are all iconic with the right. with the yeah. Rocky music and everything. But I was expecting like this masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're okay with that because well, I think that uh, I mean Rocky was never really my favorite for, to begin same, with, but yeah. I do respect it and appreciate, it, of course, regardless. I can certainly sure. understand where people hold it to heart as such a classic as it is i get that absolutely but uh but i agree like i think rocky and it's been a while since i've seen the rocky movies but rocky 2 i think was probably the better one and between the first and the second one yeah i I wildly enjoyed the second one yeah and i think it's kind of interesting too and you bring up an interesting point i know we've kind of got a little off topic yeah no you're fine you know being a, a modern movie apologist i think what's interesting is that people forget that like in 10 or 15 years, they're going to be pointing to movies that are coming out, you know, today mm-hmm. being like, that was a great movie. Yeah. That was a great time for movies. So it's always kind of interesting. You know, every generation has every it. Ge- so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Every generation has that. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly understand. It's great that you have that attitude that, you know, even movies today are, are really great films and entertaining films because they're, they are. It's just like any any time period, really. You have you know great films that come out that people really like, and you have films that come out that are just duds. Yeah. But that doesn't mean every movie in the. Time. You know what? <laughs> you know what really stinks, and I was actually thinking about this this morning when I was like brainstorming like conversation pieces, and I'm curious about y'all's take on this. Uh, for today's movies, of course, you have the best movies of the year that are nominated for best picture and stuff at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like there are less and less movies nowadays where I say, like, you, you guys have to stop what you're doing and go watch this movie right now. Like, I feel like like these class, some of these classic Disney movies like Lion King, Tarzan, The Little Mermaid some are, are just all amazing. Uh, Sleeping Beauty also. And then you have, like, the movies like Jaws, Jurassic Park, all these, like, huge movies that, like, we said, that people probably said when they came out, like, Yo, you need to you need to take off work Friday so you can go see this movie, or like you need to go see this movie. Of course, yeah. we have 
masterpieces like The Dark Knight and a lot of Scorsese movies and, or the Titanic and Avatar. And mm-hmm. But I feel like we, we're just so bogged down by like franchises nowadays, which, hey, I love Marvel. I love Star Wars. I love all that stuff. But I feel like there's less like one-off movies that aren't part of major franchises that are getting a lot of attention. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, I mean, at least, you know, everything in the cinema now is just like aimed to be a spectacle. Well, and you know, you, well, and, part of that too is I think with uh, movie theaters, um, they're having to compete with streaming. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. for them in order to really make a lot of money, they know that the, the summer blockbusters the and stuff like the spectacle yeah. films mm-hmm. are the ones that's going to draw people in and when they have like some of the, you know they have the big screens they got the, the audio sound, the yeah. sound and even now they got the chairs that vibrate <laughs> and you know yeah. so, yeah. to give you this whole experience and it's unfortunate because then it hurts some of the uh you know not the spectacle movies the movies that maybe are a little bit more story driven to mm-hmm. an extent because even some of those can be just amazing films that you yeah. miss out on. So, I mean, I can name a lot of drama films that I'd be like, oh, but that's a classic to me. It was so good. And, mm-hmm. you know, but you would not really see that in the movie theater unless it was really talked about or yeah. was nominated yeah, an award so. season. Yeah. Cause a lot of even these award movies here, they get limited releases in their original time. And then they're only, excuse me, re-released when the award seasons come up. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard. It's really hard because I, you know, we're all fans of all the movies, right? So, sure. um, but I do wish that theaters were able to give a little more opportunity to some of the smaller films. Yeah. Um, have them have their space too. You have a, a diverse of films playing in your theater. It makes your theater more successful in my opinion. I agree. Having a, having a variety is is never if you're a theater that is only running the blockbusters and not giving movies like like the last movie that i saw that i was truly amazed by was the whale that had brendan fraser in it i'd love to see that i want to see it though truly truly loved that movie in any way in every way shape or form um and again it's not a movie that's going to attract everybody to see i mean it's a pretty sad dull pretty depressing movie mainstream audiences aren't going to go see that it's it's a critics thing yeah but i remember getting out of that one and saying like now this is a movie that i need to call my parents and tell them to go see like right. yeah exactly I need to tell my grandparents i need to tell my parents i need to tell my cousins that go see this movie yep. yeah because i mean i kind of feel like that's like um some of our i guess maybe like when we did some of our top 10 list i sit there and mm-hmm. i think even some of the movies that went kind of immediately to streaming yeah. i sit there and go oh my god this is a movie i would tell people to go see or that i wish it was in theaters because yeah. i kind of wish i had the experience in theaters to see this rather than mm-hmm. streaming <laughs> so yeah. um but like uh, well i mean one of the movies i really got super excited about was like pearl i thought pearl was just an absolute amazing film it's such a great love letter also for cinema and just all especially uh golden age of cinema and stuff so yeah and the lead actress i feel like she just got totally snubbed during award season she should have been put in those categories there's no question about it. mia goth you robbed. deserved it she yes she <laughs> needed the nomination she deserved it 
Um, but yeah, there's just oh yeah, I mean it's a good topic. It's there's a lot that could be said about it though. Mm-hmm. It's, but you make such a great point. I, I just you know I another one that I remember from last year was Top Gun Maverick. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't cool. an outstanding huge diehard Top Gun fan, but right. I saw that movie and I got out and I was like. You, you, you guys have to go see this movie in, in theaters specifically like the whale sure you can watch the whale at home you don't have to see it in the theaters but top gun maverick you need to go see this in a movie theater at the oh biggest God. screen same. you can find that's like, so funny you said that because i was the same like my now chad here he was a big top gun fan like even as a kid he would rewatch it over and over on vhs but i was never like the hugest fan of it however me you know my thing is I, I love the men's and everything. So I was like, Ooh, volleyball scene. Yay. But, <laughs> so, but uh, Maverick. Oh my God. That blew me away. I don't know how to explain just how it also took me on that journey. It hit all the feels it needed to do. The music was great and yep. the emotions of everything was being hit. I absolutely for the characters. Um, wow. It was just so good. And it's a good love letter to the original film. And, Oh, yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. But The Lion King. Yes. <laughs> Lion King, yes. So I think uh, the, 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 where I was eventually heading was we were going to talk about the proverbial elephant in the room being the, the remake of the, of the Lion King. Uh, um, I know yeah. a lot of people loved it, and a lot of people were questioning why it wasn't even necessary. Did you sure. – uh, have you seen the, the remake of it? I did. And my theater experience, I'm not going to credit because when I saw it, it came out, I think it came out in the middle of July a few years ago. It was like a big summer blockbuster in the middle of July and my AMC lost its air air condition. (laughs) Oh no. Because right as the right as the previews are about to start, like you could hear the audible, like, like something just shut down and like not 30 seconds later, some guy ran in and said like, Hey, the AC just went out. If y'all want to stay, we will still show the movie, but if not, we will refund you. And I said, "Eh, it's the Lion King. Screw it. Like I'm it's what's the worst that could happen. Um, but I think I came out of that movie angrier than I should have because of the, (laughs) um, I I didn't hate it. Um, it's, it's an absolute technical achievement if nothing else. Um, just, just like the jungle book from a free, a few years prior, just the, the technological achievement there is just, just jaw dropping. But I, I liked it. it. It was quite literally a shot-for-shot shot remake with some added things. And, you know, I liked The Jungle Book because it took some creative things and moved things around and shuffled them up a bit. Same with Aladdin. Aladdin did that, too. They shuffled things around. But this was a shot-for-shot shot retelling, for real. And it was like... I, they, if, if, <laughs> if, if you want me to choose between the modern version and the and the classic animated, it's going to be animated any time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. However, I do think the voice cast was was pretty awesome. To, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa that just makes sense. Yeah, I can see. Um, yeah. 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 yeah uh, Jer- amazing job with the 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 cast for the remake. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, 
technical, I see what you're saying. Like technical wise, great, but then it was. But then it's the same thing. Was it was it really necessary? (laughs) If they're doing a shot for shot remake, you know, nearly identical. Yeah, I mean, people question that too about the Psycho movie that came, the remake in the '90s. Same thing. uh, It was shot for shot as well. Was that necessary? Yeah, yeah, shot for shot remake with uh, great cast. Why? Yeah, (laughs) I like. I think I walked out of the theater and, and me and my friends kind of all looked at each other and I think I said like. Well, it was the Lion King. Like we got what we paid for. Like, <laughs> just no AC. Damn it! <laughs> for real, man, that it sucked in the middle of summer in Georgia in a packed Ooh. movie theater opening night. It was tough. I was sweating bullets. It, it was not fun. But I, mean, I remember a friend of mine. He, uh, he and his huh. wife went to go see uh, Thor: uh, Love and Thunder. I think it was. And of course, that came out in the middle of thunder and same uh, middle, middle of summer. And they said the same thing, which was oh, no. the the theater they were in. It it the AC went out, and they oh. they too just they had to walk out. They're like, no, they're like, it's tragic. Time, but, yeah. <laughs> secondly, I don't want to be sweating through it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they said that for them, that was like like not a, worth a, it. A AC yeah. in the south without the theater. Uh, I mean, without AC. Without the theater, yes. Without, <laughs> without the theater. theater, well, without the theater too. But without AC, you know, it completely can can just ruin any Experience. any kind of movie that you're you're watching. You know, but uh, but yeah. So, all right. Uh, so next question. Um, well, if you were to do a remake, would yeah. do you think it would? I don't know. Do you think that it's possible? I. This is one of those that like we really don't need a new telling of like like I keep on what waiting for I know they did I know Warner Brothers did a Tarzan movie a few years ago and it was very mid in my opinion I thought it was very dull but like if Disney tried to do a live action Tarzan it it would have to be pretty freaking awesome to to for me to think the original is less than like the the original Lion King is just it it's just one of those movies, man. That just it just yeah. hits. And I honestly, if if Disney came to me and said we'll pay you three billion dollars salary to make a Lion King remake, I might turn them down. I might be like, I don't know if I want to, man. Like I just yeah. I I don't want to a piss off the fans of the original because you're gonna have that. But but then B, I don't want to just I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything to the reputation of the original. I just, I don't want to ruin it. I don't know. Well, there's just some movies where it's like, well, what else can you do for a remake? Uh, the story is told and that's it. And it's right. fine as it is. But do you think that otherwise, I mean, they did, I think maybe like a couple of sequels or some animated sequels, right? Mm-hmm. Lion King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but do you think if they were to do like some sort of, I guess, big official sequel, do you think that would be possible? Sequel in animation form or in the to the original yeah we'll just say that it it would be one of those that would probably be criticized for of course they're doing a sequel 30 years later type thing um they're doing it for the money uh, type thing i I think you could i mean i wasn't ever really impressed with the the sequel uh i forget the subtitle lion king 2 simba's pride or something like that yes yeah um I don't. I, I never really cared for that sequel much, but I think that they could do something that showed an, an older Mufasa 
or I'm sorry, an older Simba, an older Timon and Pumbaa, maybe with all of their own respective families. And I don't know, as I'm just saying it more and more out loud, it just doesn't feel right. What's the the point? You know? Yeah. (laughs) That's understandable. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I know it's hard to say because again, there's just some of those movies like, well, what else is there to tell? Yeah, or the story, everything was just said and what it <laughs> was said before. Right, like when uh, Simba takes Pride Rock back and you see his kid being born. I, I don't need to see what happens next. Exactly, that's my, that's my happy ending. Yeah, yeah. I applaud you on that, sir, because I think that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know if I'd be able to turn down a $3 billion check. I, I, I'd make a movie, but I'd do the damn best I could. Yeah, there you uh, go. Can you use it, use it and be like, hmm, I'll be set for life. <laughs> My family mm. will be set for life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, like, uh, I'll make up something. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure out. it out. Figure out something. Um, all right. So last question I usually like to ask is, um, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, movies that like, you know, Oh, you have to go see, like what would be a reason that you would tell somebody they have to see this movie? Like why should oh, somebody man. see this? That's one of the film? toughest questions too. Cause I always sit there and think that is a tough <laughs> you question. You have to just see it. <laughs> it's, I, I think I'm going to go back to kind of what I said towards the beginning of this movie is going to give you everything. You're going to laugh at it. You're going to cry. You're going to fall in love with the characters. You're going to hate the villain. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel every moment, every major moment in this movie. You're going to feel it and you're going to relate to it and you're going to you're just you're just going to love it, man. I mean, if hey, anybody out there listening, if you hate the Lion King, please come tell me why. I, I truly <laughs> I truly don't believe there's a soul out there that hates this movie. There's no way. Like even if like on Letterboxd I have it as a 5 out of 5 stars. I think it's a masterpiece of course but if someone out there truly thinks it's like a two out of five please come talk to me i'm not even going to judge you i just want to hear you like right yeah who pissed you off (laughs) (laughs) this this movie is fantastic uh but the musical numbers too i mean like you guys said elton john doing a lot of the soundtrack is amazing the voice cast is amazing it's a slam dunk for me it checks all the boxes it is and I'm, I'm really, and I'll add on to that too, and just say that I miss the animation style of it. Like, don't get me wrong, I love 3D animation too. I think it's, it's done a lot of wonders, but I really miss seeing even just 2D animation mm-hmm. films because they could be just as powerful, just as emotional. Uh, obviously, with The Lion King, so it's, uh, I wish we could see more because I think the last one I could think of was Princess and the Frog in terms of like mm-hmm. what Disney made. But you know, I know there's some of the maybe international companies or smaller companies are still, but I wish Disney would get on board and do some of that because I mean, it, it started, it started at all doing that kind of style. That's just it me. did. And I'm really glad you brought that up because the princess and the frog, while I'm not a crazy fan of it, when I watched it, I was like, this is nice to get back to the old animation style. And it felt very Disney. Like it was just yes. like, well, oh, this is, this is amazing feels. I love this. And mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you, like Princess of the Frog, like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe not the best film per se, but it was a great film. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't. And, um, but man, it was just nice to see that animation style again and on a Disney film and on a big screen. And, but anyway, with the Lion King, 
even as an adult, if you've never seen it, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. You will love it. Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, it. If if again, if you don't, please come talk to me. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy you a drink so we can talk about this because yeah. it's it's just one no, of those there's... movies you're going to get up and you're going to feel inspired and and just it's just an accomplishing movie. You see this kid, this cub go from having everything to having nothing and working his way back up to having everything again. And it's, it's very satisfying. Yeah. And his, Oh man, you just feel for his journey. There's you something. do. Whew. And it hits you. And, and I was going to say, that would be an idea too, for your podcast. One these days be like, now I'm going to talk to a couple people who hate the movie. <laughs> and there be Honestly, I mean, <laughs> that's actually not a bad, even for you guys, a spinoff. <laughs> like, just do, just replicate whatever your first episode was. Find oh, a person who hates that movie and then interview them. Yeah. Love that. That's a great idea, yeah, actually. Yeah, for sure. Can you imagine, like, your worst movie you ever seen? Your, yeah. Your favorite hated film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, speaking of uh, you know discussion and discourse, um, you know where can uh, where can people find you on on the interwebs? Sure, sure. Um, you can find uh, me personally on uh, pretty much any social media platform at Logan Lewis ninety six. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find Guys on Tap or Logan's Lowdown, their handles are exactly that: just Guys on Tap or Logan's Lowdown. So you can search those. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere you follow on social media, we're there, TikTok and Instagram and, and all of the things. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to have been on and talk about The Lion King, man. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a ton of fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a pleasure for us. So yeah. we appreciate it. And I always get a joy out of hearing people's stories and how they got, I don't know, how they got attached to this movie or that movie and what what it does to hit them so i just love hearing the stories i love i'm a big film guy as well and yeah so it's very relatable stuff to understand why someone would fall in love with their favorite movie so I you, would, you would think that i would have an unusual attachment to scream seeing as it was the first movie i ever saw but uh it has six months <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could go. I wish my parents wrote down somewhere. Maybe they do. Maybe they know. Like the first movie they took me to as a child, not as like an infant, but like the first movie that they were like, we're going to take our kid to the movies and see if he likes, if he's able to sit for two hours in a movie. I really wish I knew what movie that was, man. That's, that's, that's one that I want to have framed or something. That's hard to say too. Cause you know what? Like I was always one of those kids that I would sit still and watch the movie. Yeah, me too. You know, in but like I had um, a nephew, for example, who he just would not sit still for a movie. But at his, mm-hmm. at, when he was at s- such a little age, I'm sitting there going, "But I would be glued to it. Yeah. I'd be watching." Yeah. On the other hand, he would just be bouncing the walls. Yeah. But it really depends. I think sometimes, and I'm just making a theory. Those who did pay attention to the movie when they were little and they sit still. I think those are the ones who are creative, who really probably appreciates film even to this day. Um, and I don't know, they just have a love for art, beauty, and 
and the story it's, the dramas the emotions of it all you know i don't want to sound like this was discriminatory isn't the right word but when i was dating around when i was in college and i would meet a girl that was like i don't like movies then i i, I was honestly like well that sucks because this isn't gonna work <laughs> yeah <laughs> because no, you can be the most, <laughs> like I, I just if, if somebody was like, yeah, I don't like movies or like, oh, I don't really see the point of sitting down and watching a movie. I'm like, with all due respect, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I have spent time. Well, I wish Letterboxd tracked like the hours I've spent watching movies, like based on how many you've logged. Yeah. Like that would be really cool, but also really frightening to see. <laughs> I'm just sad. That'd I mean, be like uh, one of the things you flex with, you know? Like, I know, right? It's just hard to say. And the thing is, too, it's like you want to tell, sit there and tell those people, like, yeah, but movies are the universal human story. No matter how fantastical right. or how realistic they are, you're missing out on the human story and the human experience. So, and I love for that. me, I've learned so much. Really, I feel like I've learned so much about life through films and also learning about my own life in some respects, seeing different perspectives and different cultures and so forth, like that film portrays. So, oh, that's I don't so know. Good. It makes me so mad well a little bit when people say something like that. Yep, that is so very well put. I hadn't even ever thought about it like that. Like, you not only you go to movies for entertainment, but also for education in a way, almost sometimes. Yeah. And you sit there and you realize, like, you know, what? I was in a similar situation and how they did it was better. And maybe I could learn from that or something. So, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> but, but Mr. Logan, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I wish Josh was here because he would have enjoyed the conversation. Um, but I hope that you're able to come back and do another episode with us because that would be wonderful. And uh yeah, thank you. And then, Chad, where can people find you? I know you've sort of been off the grid lately, but is there any way people can find you on the social media nowadays? Uh, I'm really just on uh, on Letterboxd. Um, you can find me at Green Screen Grin. Um, you can go ahead and give them your credentials. That's all. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm at right now. Chad's off the grid. And then for me, you guys, you can find me on Twitter at uh, CBC Monkey. You can find me on Instagram at XTopher of Oz. And you can find me on uh, Letterboxd as well. But you can go through Josh or Chad and find me through there. My usual brand. I have to say that all the time. So, <laughs> Yeah. And then as far as the podcasts go, social media platforms at YNF Movie Pod. And then the uh, Linktree link, I believe, is uh, linktr.ee forward slash YNF Movie Pod. And it'll and you can show you them, all of yeah. our all of our popular all the preferred platforms that the show is on. It's pretty much everything. <laughs> so thanks again, and we'll uh, we'll be seeing you, Logan. Sounds good. See you guys. Yeah.